My thoughts, my opinion. Sports podcast. Yo, what it is? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts, My Opinion Sports Podcast. This episode, I got another guest that's hopping on this episode. I got my man Joseph Holmes coming in. How you feel, Joseph? Man, how you feel? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, my man. I'm I'm glad to have you on here. All right, bro. I appreciate it. Ah, oh, man. As you know, preseason is, has ended. Season get ready kicking. Uh, what's that? Next Thursday. And oh man, how do you think your Saints gonna hold up? You think your Saints going gonna take that uh NFC South this year? Man, let's <laughs> so we got Jameis Winston, man. Uh <laughs> and, and that's feast of famine, right? Uh, but since he's been with us, man, he hasn't really been going crazy with interceptions or nothing like that. So if he can stay like that, man, hey, I, why not? Right. <laughs> oh, man. So what, what was your take of the Saints preseason? Did anything catch your eye? Uh, any, any, Anybody that you was like, man, they kind of let you down or somebody that you can hype up this preseason? Nah, man, you know, so with the preseason, right, I kind of watch it in reverse. So, like, I, I'll wait till the season is over with, and then I'll go back to the preseason. Because really, you know, the starters on the first team play what? Maybe a series or two. Mm-hmm. And then the second and third, uh, third string, man, they only play – they play against second and third string people, right? right. So they're really not getting the real NFL. Mm-hmm. And so, truly, man, I you can't take nothing from that. <laughs> but you you don't want to see how the second or third string might hold up because you know your starters might go down. That's you know it's one of the easiest ways to uh, learn your your players or your teams. You know that's that's like the main reason why I watch preseason is to pretty much learn. Um, just in case, like we had uh, Peterson go down. I mean, Peters Marcus Peters go down last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the at the Humphrey, that was it as far as our secondary. Our DBs was trash. We was picking up players from off the street, you know, coming in and playing against uh, some of these uh, NFL teams. And I felt like maybe if we would have uh, drafted or went to the free agent pool and got some DBs during the preseason, then they would have been a little bit more accustomed with our system and stuff like that. Our DB situation could have been a little different, but you know, injury is part of the game. And you see, this year, I don't know if you paid attention, but the Ravens most definitely went DB heavy in the pre oh, yeah. and in the uh draft this year. Yeah, but see, so so I equate the the preseason man. It's like watching somebody like like a second a third string player like go play flag football, right? Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, listen, they go look crazy out there, right? They go kill everybody. Mm-hmm. But then you got to put the pass on and you got to face people that are at minimal, you know, on your level. Right. And it's, it's not the same, man. And, and I'm not saying, you know, people can't come up and make their name from that because a lot of p- uh, players have. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, you got to prove to me first, man. <laughs> you know, I don't buy wolf tickets, man. So you got to prove to me. Yeah, I feel you on that. We you touched on Jameis Winston a little bit. You you think Jameis gonna have a a decent year? I, I don't. You know, coming from an ACL injury, you know, it's 
it takes some time. You know, right. it's about the to heal from the surgery. It's all about, you know, getting your rhythm back, getting your learn how to trust your leg again and and actually believe in your in your knee all over again. You think Jameis can at least have a decent year to at least put y'all in a playoff predicament? Oh, absolutely, man. You know, so Jameis, he's a pocket quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he's not really, unless it's, you know, for power, right, to throw the ball, he's not really using his legs. Right. And so, you know, if it was Lamar, right, then obviously that would be a different question <laughs> or a different response. But for Jameis, man, you know, He's a pocket quarterback, so he can come back. And I, I know I just said I, I discounted the preseason, but he did play one series. He went four for four, right? Mm-hmm. Nine yards. Um, and so, nah, I think he'll be fine. Again, man, as long as he don't turn the ball over, man, <laughs> as long as he don't have another 30 for 30, right, 30, 30, 30 interception season, you know, uh, we good, man. I, I think we're good, right? The last yeah. couple of years, our defense has been phenomenal. We got um, hometown. We got Juice, right? Went to LSU, Jarvis Landry. Sure, yes, you sir. know, so and, – and that's also been a problem for us, too. We always needed a second receiver, mm-hmm. and we haven't had it for at least the last two, three years. So now Michael Thomas is back. He's injured right now, but, you know, he's back. Yeah, I think he's going to play week one, though. Yeah, we got juice. So at least we got two receivers, man. And uh, the last couple of years we only had one. So I think we'll be good. And Alvin Kamara, man. Yeah, I was just going to say, y'all got a decent running back. That's a, you know, he can play uh, like a wide out a little bit. He, he got, he get a lot of all purpose yards. Right. Um, and y'all got a, a good rookie. Um, what's his name? Chris Ule. Yeah, uh, Alive. Yeah. Alave. Um, I, I believe he is – he most definitely is a speedster. Um, so he most definitely going to open up some um, some deep uh, some deep bombs. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Jameis, he most definitely have a strong arm. And if if, uh, if he can get that good uh, separation in that coverage back there, I, I think Jameis can give it to him. And then Juice is like your second tight end for me because oh, he's yeah. – your wide receiver that get all the the dirty yards, the ones that's five and under, seven and under, stuff like that, and then he he get a lot of yak, in my opinion. And uh, Mike Thomas, he just if he can return to form of how he was about two years ago, leading the receiver uh, and receiving yards and receptions, y'all most definitely got um, uh, will be a dual threat. You know, having um Jameis behind center. But uh, <laughs> you know Tom Brady's gonna stand in your way. But nah, man, you know the thing, bro. With so with the NFC soft, right? Mm-hmm. Here's how it always goes. It don't matter who on the team. The Saints are gonna always beat the uh, Bucks, and the Panthers are gonna always beat the Saints. Like, <laughs> it, it don't, and then everybody beat Atlanta, right? Everybody beat the Falcons. <laughs> But like you go go back and look at the games or look at the scores, right? Mm-hmm. And that's typically how it always goes. Either we beat the Bucks both times or we split. We never lose both. Either the Panthers beat us both times or we split, but they never lose both. 
And then Atlanta is Atlanta, man, you know. Beat Atlanta, huh? <laughs> oh, man, that is, that is, that is, I guess that's what it is, you know. Atlanta dug themselves in the hole, but I think Atlanta's going to be okay. I don't, I, I still see them in the basement. I like their rebuild situation, Um, what they got themselves in with, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts, um, Mark Mariota trying to revive his career. Um. I think they got uh, Kenyon Drake also down there. Um, so they 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 got some good key pieces, but yeah, most definitely they're gonna be in the basement. <laughs> um, See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's like I, it doesn't matter how much praise I get, I'm giving them on their rebuild. I, I still see them in the basement. Um, Carolina might be a little scary. Um, oh, they not man. If, if you can get a healthy Christian McCarthy and a Baker Mayfield who 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 doesn't cost him a game because you know, <laughs> he he's like the modern day Brett Favre for me, always game, always looking to try to be the hero where you didn't have to be the hero at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just wanted to see how Carolina carry that out, but I I do I think I'm going with the Saints as being my favorite. In the South this year, um, only for the simple fact, uh, I believe y'all have a a little bit more firepower than the Bucks. Um, I think the Bucks only had firepower when Chris Godwin get back, or whenever Chris Godwin gets back. Right. Um, but I don't see Julio. Julio makes a, a good addition, but I don't see that big jump addition. Nah. And I then, man. yeah, then. Uh... They lost their center also. Um, what's that? Uh, Jensen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hopefully they can replace him and uh, plug their uh, center position in. But I don't know. I, I just don't think Tom Brady is going to be able to pull that Tom Brady magic out this year. I, I, I So I, I kind of got the Saints winning, winning your division, man. So... You you, you kind of lucky on that one, because normally I, I I go against the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints let me down a couple of times last year, so I was like, I I don't know if I want to pick them this year, but I I I, I think y'all y'all got it this year. Oh yeah, listen. So for the record, man, Julio Jones is overrated. Woo! Uh, is he overrated throughout his career or? He's overrated now. For sure now. So so <laughs> <laughs> he, he thing pretty much. So to anybody, right? Name me or describe, show me, whatever, right? Tell me a clutch Julio Jones catch that meant something. He had one in the Super Bowl to keep the keep the game alive. Um, he had a big catch. Uh, was where he got two. Uh, he tapped his two toes in to keep the play alive, the drive alive. That you know, because you know Atlanta was just blowing. <laughs> just they blew that lead regardless. But uh, he had a big catch during that game. Now I don't. I don't think it was any other. You know, because to to credit. Atlanta, this uh, 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 Atlanta never really been in a position to 
have big moments really throughout the oh, um, because you gotta think in the beginning of his career, you still had Roddy White and you had Tony Gonzalez. So he, he wasn't he didn't have to be your number one so fast. Um, and I believe they had Tony Gonzalez and Roddy White, that combination, at least to the beginning of his two to three years of his career, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then at the after once once Ronnie White and Gazaz was off the team and Julio had to become the number one, Atlanta wasn't really that team. You know, they, you know, the NFC South, it was always used to be the Saints and the Falcons before the Bucks started, uh, you know, getting Tom Brady and started winning. Right. But, you know, you really can't – this. well, you got to throw Carolina with Cam Newton uh, during his time down there. So it's like Atlanta never really had that big, that big time situations really, you know. So it was always, I don't know. So other than the Super Bowl, that's like the only big time catch I can really give Julio right now. Okay, so that catch that you're talking about, what was the score? <sighs> I think the Falcons might have been losing by by then. Cause I think this is when this is where the Falcons was trying to stay alive. Um, during that part of the Super Bowl. Ah oh, man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm gonna have to look that up. But uh, it was during the Super Bowl. It, it was a big catch. Twenty-eight to three. Right. It was twenty-eight to three during that time when he had that. Catch. No, no, twenty-eight oh. to three halftime score. Mm-hmm. What was the final score of that Super Bowl? <laughs> it went to overtime. I can tell you that. It was, what, like 34-28 or something in that nature? So you're saying that they didn't score again? No. no. So how clutch really was it? But you got to also – but you also got to give the credit to, to the Patriots defense also. They knew Listen. how they, – they, they knew how to handle um, Julio Jones during that time. Which is my point. It's not clutch if they can handle you. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, I just pulled up a, a clip of Julio Jones' catch. Um, I'm going to see if they're going to say the time frame of when he got that catch. Okay. It was fourth quarter. Atlanta up 28 to 20 with 446 left. Matt Ryan scrambles, get it down to Julio Jones. They were second at nine. Um, you had Harmon and Rowe that was playing. It was double teaming Julio at the time when he made that big catch. So it was 28, it was 28-20. Atlanta was on that, was on that, on that downslide. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because at, after that, you, we already know what happened after that. Um, Julio's Super Bowl stats was he had four catches, 87 yards. That's clutch. No, that is not clutch. All he right, did. man. <laughs> he didn't come up. <laughs> I thought he did. <laughs> so, Julio, I uh, but so you telling me that so like I said, was it just 
So you are we just basing off career wise? Like Julio is not is you don't think he's a clutch wide receiver? Right now he's he's a great he was a great wide receiver. He just wasn't clutch, and that's fine. There's a lot of players is, that aren't clutch. Well, Julio be great. Will Julio Jones make the Hall of Fame? Oh yeah, he was making those stats. Now you did you uh did you peep with um Coach Prime Deion Sanders was saying like the Hall of Fame was kind of getting watered down a little bit. Yeah, um, I did. And he was saying that it should be tiers of how the Hall of Fame is, like tier one, tier two, tier three, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you think about that? I mean, do you he's right? Do you think it should be tears? Or do you think the Hall of Fame is kind of wish-washy a little bit? I think – so I, th I think it's different if you play the game, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, he was – he's arguably the greatest DB ever. Right. Right? And so I think his argument is way different than mine, right, as a fan. Now, are there tears for real? Like, is – who who's a receiver, right? Who we're talking about? Do I think Julio Jones, who I think he will be in the Hall of Fame, do I think he's anywhere near as good as Randy Moss or Jerry Rice or even Terrell Owens? I'll take all of those over Julio Jones. Yeah, most definitely, I would too. I would too. And I, I think that it's it's a clear I, distinction. Would you take Calvin Johnson over Julio Jones? I think they the same receiver, to be honest with you. No, you know what? I'll take Calvin Johnson. I gotta say, Megatron is already, you know, he he first ballot Hall of Fame. Even, I don't think he should be, to be honest with you. But yeah, he did a lot with that with that team. <laughs> Even though you know, not a lot of playoff success, only one playoff uh, appearance. Um, he got a lot of good. He got a lot of good yards. You know, for a short career. Yeah, but they were down like all those games. <laughs> like, listen, he got a lot of the yards in garbage time, right? Mm -hmm. So, is that the same as Jerry Rice? Mm, is that no. the same? You know no. what I mean? But you got to think Jerry was getting his numbers early. It wasn't like um, San Francisco was getting blown out. Right, but that's my point, though, is if, if we're in a competitive game, right, mm -hmm. and I got – so uh, what was it? What year was it? Um, the year that Randy Moss with the, the Vikings and the Giants played in the Super Bowl to go in, uh, in the winter, 2000, right, when the Giants played the Ravens. Mm -hmm. We played – the Saints played the Vikings. Randy Moss had, like – Four catches for four touchdowns against us. <laughs> yeah, he did. Like, to me, those stats matter, right? Because mm -hmm. he did it in the process of a game to blow the game open. Right. It wasn't they were up by 60, and he still was in the game. All right. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. I give you that. So Julio Jones will make the Hall of Famer, but you just don't believe it will be. You don't think he did enough to be that Hall of Famer, though. So that means 
So if there was a tier one, tier two, tier three, we got Randy Moss in tier one, Jerry Rice tier one. Your tier two, would you put him in a tier two or a tier three? It depends on who tier two is uh, in comparison. So, like, do I think that he's better than Chris Carter? No. I don't think he's better than Chris Carter. What about Andre Reed? I'm not going to say he's better. I'll, I'll say maybe on the same plane, right? So, whatever tier he's in, then Julio Jones goes in. Okay. Okay. I like that. I, 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 can, I, I can go with that. You know, I, I, I see Julio as a Hall of Famer, um, number one, based off his name. Uh, number two, Julio did throw up some stats in the beginning of his career. Right. Um, so, but, you know, it's just like how Coach Brown was saying, like, tier-wise, you know, it's like, do you want to put him in that top tier or do you just, you know, just throw him in just because of he's Julio Jones? You know what I mean? So, I, that that's the part I, I I don't have a true answer or an opinion on on that. Um, before we wrap up the uh football talk, what do you what's your prediction on the Saints? Y'all winning y'all division? Y'all going deep into the playoffs, Super Bowl appearance? What, what you what's your opinion? So, <laughs> as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I try to be as realistic as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, I'll say we'll go 12 and 5, right? Okay. Uh, hopefully, like all the playoff bad luck that we've been going through, hopefully, all that's over. Hopefully. And uh, and y'all got a voodoo put on y'all, bro. Listen, um. Hopefully. So if, if Jameis Winston plays like he's been playing since he's been a saint, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see why we can't at least make the uh, conference championship. Okay. Y'all, is y'all beating the Bucks? Are y'all going to are y'all gonna beat the Bucks when it matters? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, uh, Grunk not there. <laughs> <laughs> but Julio is. Julio's taking Grunk. Man, listen. Pretty much. Uh, you don't want to hear. Playoff was it the NFC Championship game mm-hmm. or like wild card? The Falcons played the Eagles. Julio for the for the win, right? Mm-hmm. Julio ran to the end zone. I think they were maybe like on the ten yard line, like they were close, right? Right. He ran, turned around, ball went straight through his hands. I'm not worried about Julio, man. <laughs> I ain't worried about Julio. All right, so you, you, Julio is just not your guy, huh? <laughs> if he ain't on your team, you ain't riding with him. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> uh, that, that's what's just the basketball. Um, Bill Russell, you was telling me that Bill Russell is, uh, is the GOAT, is your GOAT. For sure. So how did uh, Bill Russell pass and impact you? Did it hurt you any type of way? Did it um, make you not think of basketball for a while? Or, you know, because I know once Kobe passed away, because he's my goal, um, my, uh, um, I was hurt. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't really look at basketball the same almost. I was like, dang, man, not to see. It's bad enough that 
uh, he retired. You know what I mean? A good thing was I was able to catch uh, one game before he retired on his last uh, season. Um, but once I had seen the news popped up everywhere that Kobe was pa- had passed away and stuff like that, man, I was hurt. I didn't want to play basketball. I didn't want to watch basketball for a while. I was like, man, it's just so unreal. You know, he was just on the sideline, you know, chin, um, the Lakers on and, you know, advocating for the WNBA and stuff like that. And now, he, he you know, he's just gone now. So how did Bill Russell um, pass an impact? Now, you know, it's different, right? Because Bill Russell retired in like the 70s. Right. And so for me, it was more so about, you know, when people die, they go back and look at the old film. They look at the statistics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was good because like a lot of people only know Bill Russell by name. Like we don't know, like we weren't alive when he played. Right. And so, you know, going through that and, you know, of course, showing film of him playing with Celtics and all that stuff, and even just going over the accolades, you know, mm-hmm. and just what he what he meant to the game, but also just what he meant to society and the things that he was for and about as far as civil rights and things like that. You know, and a lot of people don't know it because again, he, he's so far removed from basketball and just the public period right. that. We just hear, oh, Bill Russell, and that's it. But then you see, oh, what he had, you know, 11 championships, two as a player coach, right? Which, to me, that signifies how selfless he is and how much of a leader he is, right? Yeah. And then the uh, the civil rights things, you know, at the time when he's in Boston, you know, and especially at that time, they were known to be one of the, you know, uh, most racist and places you know in america yeah he's you know the star of the team in boston and he's out there strong you know fighting for what he believes in and then also just man i what i like about people in professions is when people in your profession have respect for you right right because that tells you a lot about the person Mm mm-hmm when someone that's, they don't even, they never play with him, but they spoke to him. They know him and they have such high regard for who he is as a person and right. professional. And then showing, you know, showing everybody that and it's like, wow. And so more people know about him more than just the name, but also the accolades and just his actions and things that he did and stood for. Yeah, and you know, and like it's like you were saying, like you know, Bill Russell was he wasn't playing when I was born, and he most definitely wasn't playing when I started watching basketball, anything in that. But you know, it was just like my dad, um, he was a, a Bill Russell fan, and that's all he used to talk about. He was like, MJ might be the man, MJ might can do things that no other man could or can, but he will never eclipse Bill Russell. And I was like, man, Bill Russell, like that. Come on, man, MJ. And then you know, I started liking Penny Hardaway and Shaq. And I'm looking like, Dad, these guys are way better than Bill Russell. And you know, this is way before you know we can get on Google to look up stats or anywhere. And you know how we can look up stats, right? Um, you know, not knowing that you know my dad wasn't just talking about 
him being the GOAT um, just in the NBA. He, you know, just like the civil rights movement and, you know, what he, what town he played and, you know, stuff that you were just pretty much um, saying. And once I was able to get deep into sports and, and understand, like, who is Bill Russell? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I see why a lot of people praise Bill Russell. And um, I see why uh, Bill Russell was was the, the the man that everybody had looked up to and idolized and stuff like that. It's because it wasn't just about basketball. It was just the man that who he, you know, who he was. He was a, he was a great man. You know, he was a great human being. He made sure that, you know, it was respect. Uh, between both parties, whether you know the parties, it was was at a dislike or not. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, just just that alone, you know, Bill Russell had had kind of showed me that, you know, it's 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 great to be a, a a great human being. It's okay to um go ahead and fight what you believe for and fight what what you think is right and stuff like that and. You know, that was the one impact that Bill Russell had left on me before, you know, his passing other than, you know, his sports legacy and stuff like that. But Bill Russell as the man, he really was the man. Absolutely. Oh, man. Um, ah. Have you been keeping up with the Pro-Am League, you know, like the crossover and uh, the Drew League and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, I watch it. <laughs> 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 what you what you, what's your opinion on it, man? I think it's cool, man. I so like you know uh, with the Ricky Chet Hogan, right? He got the Liz Frank injury, mm-hmm. and part I, I honestly think that happened just because he's a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. And so he does he didn't necessarily at least I don't think he understood like the unspoken rules, like right? We're we're NBA players first and foremost, mm-hmm. so. You know, it's kind of like all-star rules, right? Like, we go play hard, but if right. you got it, then you got it. Right. And I don't think he understood that, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so that happened. And, you know, I think that's why people are really talking about it. But, like, players have always, have always done it. And aside from that, like, you really can't name an injury that happened from, you know, NBA players participating in it. And I think it's good for the community, too, man. Yeah. That's how I look at it, man. To see, you know... Um, like how Seattle, Seattle is a team, uh, a town that doesn't have a basketball team anymore, and you know for Jamal Crawford to bring you know that that pro M team up there, that league up there, and you know for LeBron, then you had Chat, then you had Deshante Murray, you know all the all the stars that actually played in that league, you know, and to have fans party, you know Seattle fans haven't seen the party. Haven't been to a basketball game since the Seattle Supersonics was there, you know. And um, for for those players to come up there, show out, go play some good games, um, you know, it it was great. It was much needed. Um, and uh, the injury, I just think that uh, it was it was a, it it was a freak accident, you know. I mean, yeah. like. He, he he didn't know when to stop or you know it was a rookie mistake number one um number two it could have happened anywhere it could have happened to him working out for his team it could have happened as he was training and practicing you know stuff like that so i, I i'm not going to just blame the pro-am league um for this 
and you know, for for anybody's injuries or anything in that nature. Um, basketball is a contact sport. It's a physical sport also. So you can't look to coming in and think it's going to be gumdrops and cupcakes, <laughs> you know, and you're going to be fine. You like, you know, some people do make it out without injuries, but, you know, your body ain't made to be playing sports, you know what I mean? So, and we train uh, all year round and um, trying to get in shape and stuff like that. You know, your body gets a little fatigued and, you know, don't know how to hold up or can it hold up to like certain stuff. So just like you had an injury risk as soon as you roll out of the bed. (laughs) You know, I, but like as far as the pro M league, I hope they keep it going. Um, I hope stars still continue to show out when they can and 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 give uh, the fans what they're looking for, you know, especially in these cities that doesn't have a basketball team because I swear I wish they bring one to Baltimore, man. <laughs> <laughs> we need one. I ain't, I ain't root for no Wizards. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, uh, I'm going Oh no, that was like the the uh you watched like the Rico Hines stuff. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. So like, you know, they go do it anyway, right? right. They go scrimmage anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, hey man, uh Rico mistake. And also like Chet Hongren is, you know, a buck twenty-five, soaking wet, seven foot. <laughs> like like he's a little guy. <laughs> as far as like frame wise. Like he's tall, but like his frame is small. Right. Yeah, so, you know, Kevin Durant kind of made it through his career without a lot of injuries. Um, it wasn't until, like, later in his career when, you know, KD started getting injured. He ain't, I don't believe he really got a serious injury until that uh, Achilles injury like I, um, a couple years ago. Was it, like, the year after he won the MVP? I think he had a foot injury. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. I think he what he said out like the, almost the whole year, if not the whole year. Right. So you know, well, two major injuries, you know, that kept KD out. So hopefully, this can be checked. Only you know his big major injury, and you know he have you know like you know how them young kids is man. They they hurt themselves, and next thing you know, they right back to it. <laughs> you know, right. Them them young bones can heal quick as I don't know what. <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> I sprained my ankle the other day, man. I'm still. <laughs> nah, really. Oh, man. Joseph, man, I greatly appreciate you hopping on this episode, man. Go ahead and tell the people where we can find you. Um, your, sure. your podcast, your social media. Just go ahead and give it to them. Got it, got it. So, uh, social media and so I have a podcast, Don't Let Me God. One word, all consonants, no vowels. So that's DNT. L-M-T-G-D. And, uh, man, this is basically a podcast where, you know, we share ourselves and we share our services, you know, with the intent to empower, inspire, and inform, you know. Uh, everyone really, man, just to live their they most authentic life, man, be their most authentic self. Because, uh, <clears throat> you know, we need teaching, man. Everybody need to be taught something because we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And same on social media, man, don't let me guide D N T L M T G D, all of them, all that. Oh man, that's what's up, man. Hey, man, I got a question for you too. Before you go, yeah. man, 
my thoughts, my opinion is having a prediction pool. You know, okay. once you each week you pick a team, you pick your list of teams who you think is going to win. At the end of the uh, season, uh, the winner gets a free T-shirt and a twenty-five dollar gift card. Um, you down for play, uh, participating? Oh, for sure, for sure. Back, right, I'm gonna add you on to the list. Um, so you can, I think you like now number six now. That's on the list now that said they was down for playing and stuff like that. So I'm going to lock you in and get, you know, right, uh, get you started right, get everybody started right when the season grade kick off. Hey, man, I'm, I'm down, bro. I'm in it. All right, bet, man. And once again, man, I, this is y'all boy Joseph right here, man. Y'all give it up for him. <laughs> and once again, man, I appreciate you joining the show, my man. Already, man. Anytime. And just like that, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in this episode, man. Y'all already know what it is. Tell a friend who can be a friend who can possibly want to be y'all friend that My Thoughts, My Opinion Sports Podcast is out here. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, you know, and the list goes on. You feel me? Make sure y'all check me out on all them platforms. Speaking of platforms, check me out on my social media platforms. You got Instagram. You can check me out. My Instagram will let y'all know the uh, little clip of what episode I'm dropping, what episode is about to drop, and what episode is available. You feel me? And my Instagram is MTMO underscore sports podcast. You feel me? If you got, if you ain't got Instagram, man, you got Twitter, don't worry. I got you on Twitter. That's my THTS, my opinion. And then if you got Facebook, man, check my Facebook uh, page out. That's also my THTH, uh, my opinion. And you know, already know what it is, man. Y'all check y'all boy out, man. Subscribe, review. If it's something, a segment, a sports segment y'all want me to talk about, uh, just holler at me. Hit me in one of those inboxes. You feel me? You know what I mean? Whatever y'all listen to me on, go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe, and make sure you uh, rate me. You feel me? However your opinion is. You already know what it is, man. If you ain't first, you last. Oh, before I even let y'all go, man. Season kicks off, baby. Yes, sir. All my participants is all locked in. Going most definitely going to uh, get y'all set and ready to go for this season to start off, man. So tune in. And now I'm out.